0: And welcome back to the Past Patrick Podcast, where we talk all the new sports news, everything that's going on in the NBA and NFL world, great games this past weekend, my commanders finally win, maybe I should not pick them to win, and then they win. All in all, though, you just never really know with my commanders, so we beat the Packers, and... That's where we're going to start off today because we have a couple of older quarterbacks that we have to get into and talk about, and that is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. It is so hard to know what the issues are when a player gets older and they're not performing as well on the football field, you know, as they did early on in their career. Sometimes you don't see it right away. You don't see what the issue is, and then sometimes it's glaring, it's arm power, it's Decision making, it's accuracy, you know, you kind of saw as Drew Brees got older, you kind of saw the, the flaws in his game a little bit, the, the accuracy, the arm strength. Drew Brees was an amazing talent, but as he got to his final year, you really saw the decline in his game. And it, it happens with every quarterback. Father time is undefeated. And with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, each scenario is different. Let's start on the Aaron Rodgers side. The Packers lost to the Commanders. Aaron Rodgers did not look like Aaron Rodgers, and he hasn't looked like Aaron Rodgers the whole time this year that he's been on the football field. He's dirtying balls. He's overthrowing guys. They're not making the right reads. He is publicly calling out his teammates. He he recently went on a you know a podcast, uh, I think it was Pat McAfee Show, and pretty much said, look, you get to a point where you just got to start taking the reps from the guys. You know, if they're not performing, you got to take them reps away. I don't agree with that at all. He, we, we've seen this with Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's moody. He's, (laughs) you don't know what he's doing half the time. He's in on football. Then he's contemplating retirement. Then he's bad mouthing the Packers. And then one second, he's posting the last dance last year. Yet he comes back and plays this year. He gets a big contract, but Aaron Rodgers, in his case, these issues have been glaring for the past, I don't know, 10 years. Ever since they won the Super Bowl, really, Aaron Rodgers has thought of himself above everything else. And that's just his mindset. He, he thinks that way. He has to be the smartest guy in the room. And the downfall of Aaron Rodgers is very different than the downfall of... That we're seeing of Brady now again I'm not going to bet against Brady because Brady has come back and shown that he can play winning football even when his team is down and not doing well he can Uh, he can will his team back into it in the playoffs in crucial moments Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that in the playoffs he got beat by Jimmy Garoppolo at Lambeau all we heard about from Aaron Rodgers was, "I want a home playoff game. If we get a home playoff game, that's all we that's all we need before we take off. Uh, just get us a home playoff game. And then a few years back, I, we need a defense. Our defense will play well. We need a defense. Uh, man, we need to get some more receivers in here. He tells the Packers that you know I want Randall Cobb. That's my guy. You guys aren't bringing in weapons. You know he saw what Brady was getting and he wanted that treatment. <laughs> but you're not Brady, Aaron. All right, we all saw that playoff game against." You versus Brady in that playoff game where Tom Brady and the Bucks came in and you didn't clutch up and you didn't run the ball in to win that game. You could have. But that's what Aaron Rodgers does in the playoffs. Well, now we're seeing that all through the years combined. And it's all happening this season. I think the pressure, the weight of that, him not having enough receiving help. Um, Yes, the guys are young, but he is already throwing these guys under the bus. And I get it, you know. Older players, guys that are established, guys that want to win now—they're on the back end of their career. They—it's Super Bowl or bust for them. They don't want to have to help young receivers along the way. They're like, how does that benefit me? But it's kind of what you sign up for, honestly. As a quarterback, I forget how much he's making. If I'm the owner, I'm telling Aaron Rodgers: stop talking to the media, stop doing all that, stop throwing our guys under the bus, mentor them, help them. Help develop them. Help them grow as receivers in our system. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that. Aaron Rodgers is moody. He doesn't want to help the younger guys. Now he's calling for their reps. He wants Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins. Even though those guys have been beat up and hurt, they don't have any speed. And that's a huge problem for Aaron Rodgers. And don't get me wrong. Aaron Rodgers can sling the football very, very good arm. Nobody's debating that. But what we're seeing is, I think, the pressure of the new contract, of not having Devontae Adams. I think it has been long coming this downfall year for him and not looking good. They got beat by the commanders. Look, I I love my commanders, but Taylor Heineke beat you. Come on. He beat you. He bested you at quarterback. And, you know, classic line from Aaron after the game. What did what did they do? I think he might have said it on the podcast. What did they do to uh, prevent you guys from, you know, getting your offense in rhythm and scoring? He said on the Pat McAfee show. He said, "Well, they didn't really do anything. We kind of hurt ourselves." Like what is that? That's an answer, but that is like <laughs> the most disrespectful answer you could possibly give uh, to any show, to any program, to any podcast. What are you doing? That's not how anyone would answer that question. I don't like how Aaron Rodgers has gone about his NFL career within the last five years. You've really seen his character come out in the last five years. And I just think Brady has had a slow decline. Aaron Rodgers, even though he's won two MVPs, I still think his decline is coming a little more rapidly this year. I just do. I give Aaron Rodgers a slight edge in his his abilities and everything going down this year. Now, as far as Tom Brady goes, that's a whole other discussion, and we're going to get into that discussion. So we've talked about how Aaron Rodgers has in on his own path of trending downwards, not making the throws, his abilities you know wavering a little bit, and that's kind of been a slower, I think, buildup over the last five years of his career. He's played at great levels. But now you're seeing it, the mental side of the game, take its toll. Now for Tom Brady, the mental side of the game is taking its toll this year on him. I do believe that. He has a lot of issues off the football field. They got beat by the Panthers. They didn't score a touchdown. And I have been the biggest Brady supporter. Don't get me wrong. I have have been the biggest Brady supporter. I have... Thought that he is one of the goat, one of the top talents, you know, recently, and I thought, you know, he's just cementing his career. But this is unheard of, kinda. I mean, we haven't seen this kind of Brady since maybe his rookie year. He's made this many mistakes, and everyone talks about no, no, no. He's he's still the same old Brady. This is the first time I'm admitting. I think you gotta hang it up after this year I don't I don't think he's gonna have anything left in the tank after this year he's gonna squeeze every bit of greatness um, out of this football team that's still there and I still don't think it's going to be enough I still don't think they're gonna get uh very far in the playoffs now I don't I don't want to bet against him but that's just how I see it shaping up and the decline for Brady I think is coming faster than How do I want to word this? Faster, physically speaking. He's never been mobile. He's never been able to uh, do the little things such as mobility-wise, moving in the pocket. You know, he doesn't want to take hits. He's 45. Who would want to take hits at 45? But if you don't have a lot of mobility, your decline will be a little faster in the physical aspect. You get a couple hits. You're bruised up. Bruising easy. He doesn't know if he wants to do this. He has issues... (laughs) Off the field, a lot of distractions for Brady. His situation is distraction-fueled. That's what his situation is. He doesn't have a problem with the organization. He's distracted. Aaron Rodgers has a problem with the organization. All right, he still does. (laughs) I mean, clearly he does. (laughs) But Tom Brady is distracted 100% by off-the-field stuff and by, frankly, how his team has been performing. Now... I, I'm back and forth with the whole chewing teammates out, chewing his line out, telling, telling them they're better. I, I think I like that a little bit for a quarterback, but you also have to be performing. Um, you know, he's talking to some younger guys. He wouldn't be talking to some older linemen like that. You, you just don't do that. I mean, there are, there are times when you get mad and yes, you show that leadership ability, But a lot of the time, you don't want to throw your guys, you know, publicly speaking. If you want to do that in the locker room or you want to do that, you know, the cameras are everywhere though now. I mean, Tom Brady chews somebody out, the camera catches it. So it's a little bit different than it was even when he was younger in his career when he chewed some guys out, told them they need to be playing better. It's a little bit different than it is now. Uh, I, I don't mind some of that. I think he's overdoing it with the tablet breaking. Uh, personally, but I think you're seeing the stress and the pressure and off-the-field distractions and people saying that he's not playing to the ability that he can. I think you're starting to see that mount, and I hate to say it, but the next few games are going to be very telling for Brady. I don't want to look back on Week 13 and say, yeah, he should have hung it up last year. I don't want to do that, but... If they don't turn it around, we all may be doing that. We all may be saying, "Brady kind of gave us everything he gave last year." This guy blew up his family, and you know it's weighing on his mind. He came back for this. He came back for, for <laughs> them to be below 500 and lose to the Panthers and not get a touchdown, three to 20, twenty-one to three. That's not why he came back. He didn't want that. He came back to win a Super Bowl. He came back because his peers in the NFL, on the NFL's Top 100, voted him number one. They said he is the best NFL player in our league. And Tom Brady, right now, he's not. He's not. I have him out of my top five quarterbacks. I do. I got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I, I could name a, a lot of quarterbacks. Justin Herbert. I got Lamar Jackson. I'm even I'm even I'm even going to give the slight edge. Um Daniel Jones is not in my top five, but he's in the top ten. Um as far as my fifth pick, I go back and forth on that one, but it's not Brady. It's it's definitely not. Jalen Hurts is my top five. I'll just throw Jalen Hurts in there. I'm trying to think of him off the top of my head. My top five is Jalen Hurts. Number number five. Brady's not in there. And last year he was. Last year he was in the top five. So he was in everybody's top 5. He's number 1. It just goes to show you what a year can do, what off-field distractions can do. A new coach there in Tampa. And you know what all that can do and you know Brady came in the press conference and he said yeah, retirement's not in my immediate future, so and I get it. He blew up his family life. He's he is all in on football now. But football may not be all in on him. Sadly, Father Time takes its toll. It's not like basketball. It's not even the same as LeBron James. LeBron James doesn't take the hits. You know, yeah, the aches and pains of it. You know, travel. You know, dedication. That's what LeBron deals with. He doesn't deal with the physical aspect yet. He is still dominant in the league. Uh, but Brady, you take them hits. Football takes some hits, and you you just take them and you gotta gotta push through it. And when you're a younger guy. You're able to bounce back quicker. You're able to put those injuries behind you, move on. But when you start getting into your 30s, even early 30s, look at Russell Wilson. A lot of guys, you know, Brady (laughs) has set records. Nobody's going to touch. I believe Mahomes is the closest to touching those um, achievements and records just because they've added a game and Mahomes is already ahead of where Brady was, Um, but mainly Brady played in the Patriot system where everything was more balanced and they didn't let him chuck it like Andy Reid lets Mahomes. My main point is this. Father time always wins. Tom Brady and everything that goes on with him will eventually end uh, football wise. I don't want to be looking back 13th week saying Brady, you should have hung it up. I don't think anyone does. I think it's just going to be sad then. I mean, we'll know who's who's eyeing the playoffs definitely by Week 13. So it's just... I, it's hard. It's hard. I, I'm sure Brady is upset about it. Uh, you know, they got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, Scotty Miller isn't doing anything. So it's just a sad situation. I, Mike Miller... or Excuse me, Mike Miller. Mike Evans missed that touchdown against, you know, Panthers, and the, the air went out of that team. Deflated. That's not on Brady. Brady threw a perfect ball, but it's just the atmosphere of that team. And, you know, Brady's missed training camps. He's missed walkthroughs. He's not as committed as he's always been. And you can't do that because Brady has never been the most most athletic guy. He never has. But what Brady's not achieved athletic-wise, he's made up for with Dedication and obsessiveness over watching film, the little things, footwork. He has the best footwork in the NFL. Still, still, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar Jackson—they don't have great footwork. I'm sorry, they just don't. They're not on Brady's level, and that's fine. Uh, I believe in the modern day NFL, you have to be able to throw off platform, uh, your back foot, almost Aaron Roger, Rogersness kind of, you and know, be able to sling it sidearm, all that stuff. So Brady, if he doesn't have that same dedication, it's just not going to put him over the top. It's just not. And, uh, yeah, that's where we stand on Ray. Kind of a depressing topic because, you know, want to see these guys achieve stuff in the playoffs and get better. and then. But I think it's time. I think these guys are finally going to show their, their age here. All right, we got a lot more stuff to get into. We got to talk NBA, too. NBA is back. I watched some of that Lakers-Nuggets game. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into a little bit about Russell Westbrook. Um, it obviously is not working. The Lakers haven't won a game. It is sad. It is hard to watch. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm more of a LeBron fan so I can imagine what you know Lakers fans are going through right now because they just want to see their team win. That's it. They got the bubble victory. LeBron got that. He willed them to that with ad. much better team. That team was in this team. They had defense on that team, Uh, Caruso, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, just just a better team overall. And this team, Darvin Ham, Darvin Ham's got to get his team on the same page as him. I don't exactly know what's going on there in L.A. I thought Darvin Ham was going to come in as the new Lakers head coach, say, look, Russ, you're going to lead the second team unit, which he he kind of did. He made those he made those comments kind of in and out were realigning. But, you know, then he kind of got cold feet, I think, and just said, wait a minute. This guy's a Hall of Famer. I can't do this. And this is the problem. Russell Westbrook. I'm not going to sit here and harp on him. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of everyone like, you know. Taking their shots at him. And, you know, I think that's overplayed. I think everyone's done that. I think we need to accept who Russell Westbrook is. It's time now to move on and move Russell Westbrook. That's just that's just bottom line. That's what you got to do. It doesn't work in the system. Look, maybe Russ goes somewhere and he averages 15, 7, and, you know, 10. Maybe turns it around somewhere else. But it's just not going to work here. Forget, forget all the other stuff. Forget the Lakers, LeBron, AD, the Scrutiny, L.A., you know, everything that comes along with that, forget all that, on the basketball side, he still plays so hard, and physically, and aggressively, uh, NBA, his NBA peers, they praise him for that, they're like, they respect it, that's why he's been in this league as long as he has, now we've seen a decline, we've definitely seen a decline, excuse me, in you know his play, everything that comes along with that. He's turning the ball over more. He's shooting terrible from the three-point line. Nobody even defends him anymore. He's not doing free throws well at all. His field goal percentage is down. He's he nobody respects you know his gameplay anymore. But I think he's just in a bad situation. I went I went from saying Russell Westbrook is washed last year to this this year. He's in a bad situation. He's just in a very bad situation, a headspace, mental space. He needs to get out of L.A. The L.A. Lakers need to move him. Okay, it's it's almost to the point where it's like, I don't know if they're going to win a game. (laughs) I think they could go, you know, obviously they're going to win a game, but I think they could go, you know, a few more games losing, be on a bad losing streak. So, like, I just see the Lakers not being able to overcome, you know, Russell Westbrook, and I see Russell Russell Westbrook not being able to overcome the Lakers. I mean, that's just facts. I don't see, I see both of them just a bad fit. Just, you know, an employee that doesn't want a an employee that's doing his own thing, kind of older, the company that's going a different way. It's just better if both sides just part ways just go your own way. You'll you'll find you'll find a team that will that'll need you. Um even if Russ would take a buyout, you know, not saying he would. I think it would be more beneficial for him to get his head right this year. Come back, go to a team that needs him, go to a team that wants him on a good deal. Cuz there was talk of the Indiana Pacers buying him out, but Russell Westbrook, you know, everyone said close to him, he wasn't going to take that. He was you know, he wasn't going <laughs> to he wasn't going to take a buyout. He wants to play. Um, I get it, Russ, but I think maybe it would just be more beneficial for you to sit out a year, take the money, take a buyout, come back next year, play somewhere that needs you, mentor some young guys somewhere, just just restart. And it would be better for the Lakers. Bring in some different pieces. And try and work that trade. Give up those first-rounders. Maybe get Buddy Heal, Miles Teller, some other people. Uh, I think it'll just. I think it'll work out better for both sides. All right, time for my highs and lows of the week. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my now. That means you haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. And that's where we kick off our highs and lows of the week. And my low of the week. That's where we're gonna start. That is with we already talked about it. Russell Westbrook. And the L.A. Lakers combined. Not just one, but both. The low of the week is them. It's depressing. I don't want to talk about it too much. But it is is—it is one of the more depressing uh, things that I have seen. Just in general. Um, they they both need a break. They both need to split up. Fresh starts, like I've said. Uh, that just needs to happen. My high of the week is is the 49ers going out and getting Christian McCaffrey. I don't know how it's going to work in the long run, but this is my high of the week because I think the 49ers are genuinely trying to just improve as best they can. Um, I don't know if it's exactly going to work. I don't know if it's exactly going to make things better, but he's a weapon. And you can never have too many weapons in the NFL, especially in that division. So I think the 49ers actually have a good team. Jimmy Garoppolo leading them. George Kittle, Debo Samuels, Christian McCaffrey now. Uh, That defense is good. I think even though I don't like the draft capital they gave up, I believe that that player can be worth it in the right system. And Kyle Shanahan knows how to get a team to run the ball. The guy does. All right. Well, now it's time for my NFL predictions. I was okay last week. I was, you know, I, I did okay. Oh, my overall record, 61-45. and 45. Last week, I got, I was 8-6. and six. I'm hoping to do better this week. We're going to kick it off with our games this week. We got a great one tonight against the Ravens and Buccaneers. Uh, I got to give the Ravens the win here, just because from what I've seen from the Buccaneers, the decline is still, they're trending downward. They're con- going to continue to trend downward, and Lamar Jackson has a lot to play for. Okay, he has a lot to play for, and I think he's he's an excellent passer. He's not the greatest, but he's an excellent passer, um, and I believe in Lamar Jackson. I, I like everything he brings to the Ravens. I think they need to re-sign him. Uh, the Ravens win 23-21. Like I said, Buccaneers, I just don't think they have it. All right, then we're going to go on to the Broncos and Jaguars. They're over in London. Uh, Russell Wilson was reportedly working out on the plane while everyone was trying to sleep, so I like the dedication by him. Uh, Broncos win 17-13 just because I think the Jags have a few more issues uh, than the Broncos do, and hopefully Nathaniel Hackett (laughs) uh, can turn it around uh, and get them guys winning. So Denver wins 17-13. Dolphins go go against the Lions. I love what I've seen from Tua. The vicious hit that he took, but yeah, Tua is back. And he's playing great. Uh, The Lions have a lot of issues. Uh, Dan Campbell, I'm not a fan of the head coach. I think things will be changing there uh, uh, in Detroit sooner rather than later. Uh, Dolphins win 31-28. Still got the Lions putting up quite a few numbers, uh, points-wise. All right, we got the Panthers at Falcons. I have the Panthers winning. I think that team's kind of turned it around a little bit. Uh, I, I see some progression there. They come off a big win. Against Brady, uh, I have the Panthers beating the the Falcons fourteen ten. Just you know, that's kind of a toss up game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards the Panthers. All right, then we have the Cardinals at the Vikings. I like Kyler Murray. I'm I think he's better than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is more fundamentally sound with his footwork, but I like the X factor with Kyler Murray. Uh, they they need to string some wins together. So I I I believe the Cardinals are gonna take this game twenty four thirteen. Bears at Cowboys, okay, the Bears beat the Patriots, Um, that was, that cannot be foreseen, I thought Bill Belichick would have turned up the defense, but they were back and forth on quarterbacks with Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones started, then Bailey Zappi came in, Uh, who knows who's the starters, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, who knows, Um, but I have the Cowboys beating the Bears, even though the Bears got the win uh, this past week, the Cowboys, they got Dak back. He kind of was slow starting last week against the Lions, but I think he's going to bounce back. Cowboys win 31-17. All right, move on. Raiders at Saints. I like the Saints. I like everything they do, but I got to give the edge here to the Raiders. They've been an up and down team on a roller coaster of highs and lows. I just got to give them the win, though. I like what I've seen from the Raiders more than I like what I've seen from the, you know, Saints. Just kind of a toss-up game right there. So the Raiders win 17-13. All right, we got the Steelers at Eagles. The Steelers with Kenny Pickett did not look the greatest. I started making a comeback in that game, but through an interception, I just think that the Eagles have more uh, firepower there with Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts. And Mike Sar- uh, Sariani's got those guys uh, playing great football. So I got to give the edge here to the Eagles beating the Steelers, sadly, 23-21. All right, then we're moving on to the Patriots at Jets. And I got to be honest with you, this one was a toss-up. But seeing as how the Patriots have so many issues, so many glaring issues, who's the quarterback uh, <laughs> being the biggest one, uh, the defense not even playing great right now. And who's calling the offensive plays? Where's Mac Jones' head at? Where's Bailey Zappi's head at? I don't see the Patriots winning this game. I do see it being a close game. The Jets winning 13-10. Zach Wilson, they've kind of kept the reins on him a little bit. He hasn't been able to freely pass it as much as I think he wants to. But they're doing that precautiously. I think they're just playing a smarter run game. They've had some injuries, but they've also traded for a running back recently. So I have the Jets winning that game, 13-10. All right, Titans at Texans. Titans win, 31-28. I ain't got to say much about the Texans, sorry. Uh, Titans win, that's an easy game. Then we got the Giants at Seahawks. The Giants are a surprise team. Daniel Jones is playing good football. Uh, Saquon Barkley is awesome. Uh, Brian Dable's got those guys playing great football there in New York. And the Seahawks, though, the Seahawks are going to put up a fight in this one. Uh, Geno Smith, all of a sudden, who would have thought the Seahawks uh, are top of their division? I mean, everyone picked them to be the worst team in the NFL. Uh, that's not the case. They're actually looking like one of the smartest teams in the NFL. Pete Carroll's coaching the guy, those guys great. I just, I, I got the Giants, though, winning this game, 24-13. I like what I've seen from the Giants, just a little bit more. All right, then we have the Colts, uh, the Commanders at Colts. The Commanders will win this game, 23-17. We have a little momentum. Taylor Heineke, that's our guy all of a sudden. And I like it. He's a gamer. The energy is different than with Carson Wentz. I was a big Wentz believer coming in. I'm done with Carson. I'm out of that <laughs> that that uh that arena of supporting him. Time to move him, keep Heineke, uh, go into the draft, get someone. Commanders win 23-17. All right, 49ers at Rams. I have the 49ers winning just because 28-23 I have them winning, just because I don't think the Rams are in that Super Bowl slump. We clearly see it. They trade for Christian McCaffrey, Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Debo Samuels, Kyle Shanahan calling the plays. Love the roster uh, more than I like the Rams right now. Uh, Then we got the Packers uh, going up against the Bills. The Bills will win this game 41-14. Aaron Rodgers is just not the same player. And the receivers are so young, they're running the wrong routes. All right, and Matt LaFleur, I don't know if he's the greatest coach. (laughs) I don't know. It's hard to tell right now. But I have the Bills winning just because the Bills are the Bills. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, Hyde, and those guys in the backfield on the defensive end. Bills win 41-14. They are one of the best teams in the NFL. All right, then we got the Bengals at Browns. I have the Bengals winning this game, 31-16. Joe Burrow, he's the guy, the Browns, on the trend down. Okay, so Bengals win 31-16. Those are my predictions, everyone. Those are my predictions. Kind of got through them a little faster today. We spent so much time talking about Brady and, and Rodgers and that that whole situation with them. So we were able to get through it, though. <laughs> able to get through the predictions. Hopefully, I have better luck this week than I did last time. Great game tonight. We're going to see the Ravens take on the Bucks. Lamar Jackson versus Tom Brady. Uh, Gunslinger versus Improviser and Great Passer. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, Please subscribe, leave a review. Follow me on all my social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff, and we'll catch you guys next week.